<laughs> Bikin kadis pak. <laughs> Alright, there's no turning back now. Okay. Do I have to introduce myself? Uh, you can if you want to. <laughs> Go for it. I don't even know the target audience. Hi, oh, I'm... that's true. You, you completely have no idea why we're recording, right? Yeah. Wait, you actually show it to people? What, what if I... Oh my god, okay. I, I, won't, I won't swear, I won't curse then. Okay. Go for it. I mean... Okay. Hi, I'm Casey. <laughs> Casey with K-K-S-E-Y. Like KKK? Are you okay? Oh my God. Are you okay? Okay, so no, Casey with K, the good K, the good K. Yeah. What's a bad K? Okay, I. All right. <laughs> you have absolutely no idea why we're recording, do we? Yeah, because I mean, like there are people they just kind of record, and then like my friend, she just kind of record, you know, unboxing videos, then we watch it later, like ha ha ha. That's all. That's actually really cool though. I, I feel like people who do that has um. Have, has. I, I can't English today, so forgive me. But basically, I feel <laughs> like people same. who do that, yeah, there's like a creative expression, like an outlet, like a medium, mm-hmm. like a catharsis. Or maybe just, you know, when girls, they dress up, they look nice, so they want to just, you know, they can look back. You think so? Yeah. I mean, for her, it's, it's kind of like sometimes, like, she kind of records something and posts on Instagram. So it's probably not like you, I don't, I don't reckon you would post this on Instagram. So, I mean, if you do, then please do so. Okay, I think I want to review to you right now while we're recording. Oh my god, I feel like I'm getting a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really tell you like in real life before recording. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Because of the fact that it's something that I have just started doing. It's yeah. not something that I've been doing for months. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, starting, it's something that I've been doing for like, I don't know, one to two months now. Mm. It's really, really new. So essentially what I'm doing is that I have launched my podcast. Oh! Yeah. What we're doing right now... How come you didn't tell me? Because I wanted to wait to record and to get your live reaction. Can't smack you because we have this on. I just want to ask you, though, like, how do you feel about us recording for a podcast episode right now? I feel honored. It's just really interesting. Wow. Legit? <laughs> I didn't expect that. I thought you just kind of, like, keep it for your own, like, you know, sometimes you randomly listen to it. I didn't expect you would do, like, a proper whole... Yeah. Like a podcast thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. productivity. Ah. <laughs> I think that's something that I really want to talk about because we were talking about that earlier just now. Mm. And I think we both have very different views when it comes to productivity. Mm-hmm. Right? Like for me, productivity is not about consuming. So just to re-say what we said, to me, when it comes to like consuming media, for example, binge-watching something, mm. uh, let's just say The Office, which is one of my favorite series in the world, right? Mm. The Office US, to be specific. I think it's my absolute comfort zone. But if I were to binge-watch The Office, I feel like a, a ball of unproductive energy. <laughs> and I feel guilt. Mm. I feel a lot of guilt. But to you, you mentioned that you recently finished Orange is the new black, right? Or black is the new orange? Oh my god. <laughs> orange is the new black. Yeah. Not recently. I, I finished it like last year, I think. Wait, early this year, I think. Yeah. But you say that you felt productive. <laughs> yes, I, I finally got it out of the way. Like, I like the show, but it wasn't like, oh my god, I'm gonna just not, I'm not gonna eat, I'm not gonna pee, I'll just sit there mm. and finish the whole thing. So for me, it's not like, it's like, okay, but I didn't enjoy it that much, enough for me to binge watch it. So the fact that I completed, it feels like I did something productive, I get it out of the way. Okay, that's interesting. So it's not the act itself. 
like binge watching if you put there sounds like or、oh, unproductive. But in the first place, you find like you know pleasant as you, as in like you enjoy doing it. That's why you feel a bit guilt that you're not doing things that productive. But for me, like I feel like I need to put in effort to do it, so it's productive to me. Okay, so productivity to you is when you need to put in effort to accomplish that task. Yes, yes. That goal. Yes. Wow. Even though it's something that you really don't enjoy, or maybe especially when it's something that you don't enjoy. Yeah. So you feel like it it hits bad in a sense because you you probably lucky you hate it, but you、wow. get it done. But probably you know like there are people who love it. So it's kind of like maybe let's say for you like productivity like going to work, but what if I actually generally enjoy my job? So it wouldn't to me it wouldn't be productive. Yeah, because I just enjoy doing it. So for you, like you cannot be productive with the things that you enjoy, because if you're enjoying it, it's not being productive. Yeah, I'm just doing it. Ah,、uh, but it's yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> Is it weird, or are we conditioned by capitalism? Oh, okay. <laughs> that- That capitalism's um definition. We can't just assume that we hate our jobs. Yeah. That that's fair. I think that's like the general consensus, right? Like、mm. you typically hate your job. Uh, disclaimer for my employer or future employers, if you are listening to this, I love my job. <laughs> I don't hate it, and I live for it. <laughs> well, I enjoy mine too. Fair enough. And what's your job? You wanna share with the audience? Do I have to be honest? <laughs> oh, you don't have to be. You can just say like your. I don't know. I work in healthcare,、okay. and I genuinely enjoy it. That's why, like, I don't mind working overtime because I feel like I feel like that's something that even I'm off from work that I would just randomly like you know probably come across that. Oh, that's interesting. I would read it, so、mm. I wouldn't necessarily think as in like, oh my god, I'm working overtime. Oh、yeah. shit, that's really interesting. Because for me, it's like the complete opposite. Mm. Uh, because of the fact that I'm quite aware, like in my previous role, I felt like I was so overworked. Yeah. To the point, I got burnout in a few months into the role, which is really、mm. unhealthy. And because of the fact that I was burnout a few months into the role, it was it wasn't a sustainable um uh sort of like plan moving forward, right?、Mm. So when I when I attain this new role or or when I transition to this new role, I very 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 consciously yeah did my best.、Yeah. To practice and implement strategies、mm. to balance work and life. So even though I really am tempted to do my work after work because of the fact that I can be more productive and I can attain my KPIs、uh, faster、mm. or better, whatever, I consciously stop myself knowing that I need to maintain this work-life balance to be sustainable in my role. Because、mm. if I were to not do that, I might perform for like two, three months, and I feel like.、Mm. My determination would be waned throughout the way, and I feel like your job is kind of like mental health plays a really big role in your job. It's not like just other kind of job like IT, like bank, or like it's not that health focused. But your job itself, like we're all about mental health, like health, like your own self care.、Mm. So it's like it's more important now considering your new job. Like if you're working, like let's say if you're working in other field, then you probably wouldn't be that conscious. Yeah, I think that's fair though. Yeah, and also when you mention self care, right? I want to ask you, what do you do for self care? Aside aside from like drinking one <laughs> bottle of red wine per week, what do you do for self care? <laughs> I was just looking at it. I was just looking. I was like. You and, sure? <laughs> and and eating fucking chips. I don't even eat chips that much, to be honest. I sleep. 
I sleep a lot. And that's self-care for you? Yeah. What about sleeping? But I sleep all the time, so I know it doesn't sound like self-care, but I'll probably sleep extra hard when I'm stressed. Extra hard. <laughs> I've literally never heard of anyone <laughs> describing them sleeping as hard. Like, I'm going to put in extra hard effort to sleep. <laughs> But that doesn't sound like me because I hate sleep. No, I right? say like, okay, you get me. I say like, like normal people, probably like you, like mm. you can't be different from normal people. You you kind of hate sleeping. Yeah. So you only do it because you need to, as in like, oh my God, I hate sleeping, but it's 12 and I have to work. So I go to sleep and then yeah. you wake up because you have to wake up. But maybe for self-care, it's like I sleep even I don't have to. So let's okay. say, yeah. I wake up, I'll probably try to wake up late as in I'll wake up at 12 and then I eat something that I, I, I take a nap and then I wake up that I take another nap and then I wake up and then I go to sleep. Okay. But so that's what I mean when I say I try to sleep extra hard. Okay. I, I want to understand why you sleep. Like, like what does sleep bring you? Because to me, I'm just going Nothing. Gonna... That's the whole point. It doesn't bring you shit. That's why you sleep. So self-care for you is doing nothing? To escape from... Reality. Yeah. And what about reality that you're trying to escape from? Because I'm stressed. <laughs> so you're in a constant state of stress in reality? No, as in like, like normally I don't sleep that much. But let's say if ah. I, I'm in a bad mood, then I ah, would sleep. Okay. I tend to sleep a bit more. Okay. Yeah. Because if you're up, then like when you're awake, you overthink and you think about it, you get stressed, like it gets worse. So for me, I'd rather sleep. Maybe, like, to be honest, I dream about it, but I, was, I, I wasn't, like, I didn't do it consciously. Yeah, okay. I'm trying very hard to, like, put myself in your shoes and to, to see from where you're coming from because of the fact that I have a very strong opinion about sleep. Mm, I, I think that typically, <laughs> typically I'm quite um, open to all opinions, right? Typically. Except sleep. Except for sleep. I think with sleep, I'm just like, nah. Like, I really hate sleep. I'm not exaggerating at all. I only sleep when it's required. I can't tell if this is like from, you know, like my family mm. because of the fact that my family has really, really bad sleeping habits. What do you mean? Uh, like, for example, my mom and my younger brother right now, mm. they probably sleep at like past 12, past 1 every night. You're the same. My, oh, that's so ASMR. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? That's... I'm pulling myself a glass of wine. What if people think I'm peeing? Oh, <laughs> shit. You're right. You probably are. Stop peeing, Casey. We'll have some, you know, new audience, maybe. Oh, shit. People think I'm peeing. Oh. We don't judge non-judgmental. <laughs> if peeing is your he, thing... He, he, he judge. I don't judge. No, okay. If peeing is your thing, go for it. Pee wherever you want. As long as it's legal. As long as it's rational and justified. Pee on whoever you want. Don't, like, pee at Parliament. Who's that? Like, no, like, the, the place Parliament. Parliament. Yeah. Why Parliament? Because it's illegal, I think. <laughs> Legit? Like, there's a rule know, in you Melbourne? <laughs> you can't pee in Parliament? Like, what? Maybe you can pee. I don't know. They're not going to arrest you, though. But yeah, like, sleep. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to elaborate further. But it's essentially just that. I feel like it's it's uh, it's not good. I think that that's one thing I have to admit. If there's one self-destructive behavior that I have, technically not technically like i know that sleep is good for you mm. i know that sleep is necessary in order for you to process things i know that sleep is necessary for you to rest for you to recover physically emotionally psychologically biologically whatever mm. lee mm. but i just feel like there's just not enough time 
And like I said, because you have things you want to do, but you haven't think about people that who who don't have things to do. Because hmm. to me, I I don't really have much to do. So for me, I gotta just sleep. Okay. So the the cost of sleeping is not as high as yours. Because for you,、mm. you have things you want to do, so you feel like it's the cost of sleep is a lot. Because you have to make sacrifices. And oh, if I'm going to sleep now, maybe ah、uh, I can't watch this episode of The Office,、mm. or maybe like. I'm talking to this person. If we sleep now, then we can't talk about this interesting topic. But for me, like, I have nothing going on with my life. If I sleep, I sleep. I the cost is not as high as yours. Okay, I think my hatred and my avoidance for sleep or off sleep, right? Yeah, is because of the fact that I might be potentially addicted to like productivity, <laughs> right? Oh my god! When I mention productivity, you do. You do. It's not because when you mention like, do you mention the office like binge watching the office earlier?、Mm-hmm, yeah. I think I would feel really bad. If I were to binge watch The Office,、mm. and I sacrifice sleep instead, because I don't view The Office as productive. Oh, okay. You get what I mean. So yes, what yes. I feel when I mention productivity is more towards like attaining information. Like I cannot stop myself from wanting to absorb information, from wanting to attain knowledge,、mm. and expand my worldview、mm. every single second. But that's considered as being productive to you. That is like the core of、yeah. productivity to me, like growth, probably self growth, self development, or at least that's what I perceive self development to be, which is attaining knowledge. Yeah, and that that's why I want to link it to two things that we recently watched, Fleabag, <laughs> it's a UK series. Yes, as well as Daniel Sloss, um, Jigsaw. Yes, Jigsaw, a Scottish、uh, stand up comedian. We kept mentioning about how they make us make us feel very existential. Yeah, <laughs> and I think. My version, when I say existential, is because that I attain so much new information,、yeah. whatever it may be, to the point where it's actually changing my framework. It really is the highest form of productivity because、oh. there's so much new information, like a tsunami of data and new perspective, right? To、yeah. the point where I have to stop, reflect, process, and update my operating system. Wow. That's why Fleabag hit me like a good one、Shit. week or more. Like I, I legit can't stop thinking about it because I'm like, I need to change the way I think. Like not consciously,、mm. but something has shaken within. Yeah. That I need to update my system to fix the bug.、Mm. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> I personally just think that the series itself is like about a woman. It's quite from you know female gaze. From a female perspective, so、yeah. I always think like、POV. like it would be quite relatable for women. I didn't expect like this reaction from a straight male. Yeah. So that's. Thank you for clarifying that I'm a straight male. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to think like what other things really shook me though. Hmm. Five hundred days of summer. Hmm. I think it kind of shook me. Probably not the case for you. Hmm. But yeah, I I feel like personally, I feel like they kind of waited、really、the same energy. Okay, and okay. yeah, yes. Kind of want you to elaborate because I remember that at one point we were discussing five hundred days of summer. Yeah, and you did mention that five hundred days of summer is your litmus test when you meet new straight males or or, or new males in general, right?、Yes. Or new people. Let's just say new people because we it's twenty twenty one. You mentioned that you always have one question where you ask people regarding five hundred days of summer. Yeah. And depending on their answer, you would categorize them. Yeah. And what is that question? 
as in, like if they think like who's the bad person here like usually it's gonna be for me as like I personally like my self goal like oh my god like hate someone like she's being a bitch kind of thing mm-hmm. and then when you I I feel like you get older then you kind of realize it's more to do with Tom. But then you kind of you keep going, and then like you realize like they both kind of have the responsibility. They're both kind of you know they have a part in that. So I think for me, just when I like let's say when you're in your mid twenties and you ask someone who's around your age and like what do you think about five hundred days of summer, and they'd be like, oh yeah, I hate summer. Then you kind of realize realize like oh they're probably still in their like you know sixteen eighteen years old phrase that they haven't really learned about it. So they're still like uh, developing. They're still not maturing. Saying, not saying they're shit, but like maybe like different phrases. <laughs> you can. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but like, okay, like good on you, but not for me. Okay. Kind of like that. I remember you mentioned that uh, you believe it's a potential red flag if someone feels like someone's a complete, I'm just going to say it, someone's a complete bitch. You know, yeah. like, oh, she's wrong. I pity Tom. Like Tom is the victim in this mm. whole movie. Mm. You feel like that's a red flag. Yeah, I think it's just someone, it's not necessarily the movie, but someone being so 100% sure, so black and white, mm. that they just like, yes, it's a yes, no, it's a no, that they don't really, not not saying like stubborn, but they don't really think. Mm. So like, they're not open to see the bigger picture. Mm. So I feel like that's one of the red flags. And like, there's post- po- potentially things behind that as in like, how he doesn't understand the concept of boundaries and like just blaming everything on that one person. Mm. I just kind of link them together. I feel like the person will have this tendency to mm. do it in real life. Yeah. That, they, you know, they kind of like project themselves on, on Tom. I mean, it makes sense. I used to I used to be like, oh my God, poor Tom. Hate someone. But, you know, when you're mid-20s and you're still thinking that way, then you really have to check up on yourself, I feel like. Self-reflect, right? Like, <laughs> take, take a second, self-reflect. Like, like you really about, have to think uh, about your own toxic traits. That's fair, yeah. I feel like with that, awareness is key. And that's the reason why I really prioritize self-awareness. Also, one thing I really enjoy about 500 Days of Summer is that it's completely um, told. I mean, the whole story is narrated from Tom's mm, point of exactly, view. Exactly, yeah. And it's really important to, to think that that's Tom's point of view. Mm. And we haven't seen Summer's point of view. We haven't seen like the, her, her ins and outs of her life. Like yeah, yeah, how so. this has affected her. I really like the fact that it really prioritizes, no, sorry, it really portrays that everyone's an individual. Yes. Right? That the world is more than good and bad. The world is more than right or wrong. Mm. I think the, there's so much gray area in the world that we must normalize gray area sometimes. Mm. Mm. Of course, there are things that are complete black and white. Also, I just want to link back what we talked about to cats. Oh, yeah. Because we were talking about cats and I recall us saying that people who hate cats like people who generally really hate cats, not just dislike, but they hate cats. As in, like, yeah. they're not like, oh, I don't mind, but they just specifically be like, oh my god, I hate cats. Yeah, like yeah. cats can go and die. I want to kill all the cats. Yeah, it's like a massive like, red flag. That you feel like you have to go around and express that to people, like telling people, oh my god, I hate this certain one creature. Like, like I get it, you hate it, just keep it to yourself. But mm. the fact that they decide to express and tell people. Mm-hmm. That they hate cats. So I feel like it's another thing. That you follow your opinion so much. You feel like everyone is interested in your opinion. Just You just have to tell people what you hate. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would enjoy when someone tell me what they love. But yeah. then when saying like, it's different from like, oh my god, I hate shiitake mushroom. Because I don't like the smell. That I get it, it's your preference. But it's quite controversial. Like, 
when you you know like if I'm saying like I hate I hate puppies I want to kick puppies it was so bad they're gonna put me in jail do they maybe I you get what I mean but <laughs> like when, you hate puppies oh man you're going to jail I'm sorry yeah but when someone they they fail they they feel like the need that I have to tell people that I hate cats when they know for a fact that everybody loves animals. They just feel like I have to tell people like this kind of show and how like, you know, the sign of being not necessarily misogynist. It can be a woman as well. Just, you know, anyone that you can't take, you can't respect boundaries and you can't take no. Yeah. Because I really like your example when you mentioned that people who, like for example, like dogs, they are typically more say, open to your approach, yes, right? Yes, yes. Like, if you approach them whenever, yes, however, yeah. more often than not, in comparison to cats, they will be like, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, my lord, <laughs> yeah. for rubbing my belly or something. But cats will be like, no, I don't feel it right now. Get away, you absolute yeah. stinky bastard. They're like humans. They have their up and down. Sometimes they feel like it. Sometimes they don't feel like it. Yeah. So you, they're just like humans. They have more like emotions that what they want and they know what they don't want but in comparison like for dogs they kind of just like i'm sure i'm happy with anything do whatever you want my lord (laughs) (laughs) i mean i love dogs but i think i like cats in a way they're so human Mm. i want to say it because sometimes when i say i get judged but i like how cats they're just like human exactly I i like how they don't give a damn about me that they don't care about me. Yeah. I love how I have to really put in effort to to maintain, to build a relationship. Trusting relationship. To, yeah, to get a cat build to rapport. like me. Yes, build rapport. Yeah. Mm, healthcare, yes. Healthcare, yeah. yeah. You know, to build rapport. <laughs> but for dogs, it's easier. Mm. I kind of feel like it's too easy. Like this, this, this satisfaction, you know, that sense of achievement. Right. Doesn't feel as good. Okay, that sounds so weird. It like, doesn't I'm, sound I'm, weird. I'm literally That's talking really about cats and dogs. I feel like, oh my god, what a sense of achievement. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's weird at all. Because in the end, they were all beings, right? Mm. And we're all living beings. That's what's more important. And I do agree with you. Of course, just want to put a disclaimer that I don't think I judge anyone who don't have a preference for cats. That's perfectly fine. You be you. Mm. Right? Like... Mm. If you like shiitake mushrooms, good on you. <laughs> if you don't like shiitake mushrooms, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. But I think I understand now. If you don't like cats, that's perfectly fine. That's your preference. Yeah. But if you do not like cats for the reason that, oh, when I try to approach cats, they don't like allow me to do this and that to them. Yeah, imagine or someone be they like, don't do this and yeah. that when I ask them to do it. And I don't like cats because of that. And so I'm just like, oh, that's... Like, exactly what ooh. you said. But imagine if someone is referring that to humans. Like, let's say a woman or a man. Then you would say, oh, that sounds really messed up. Because, yeah. But and toxic. When they're talking about cats, people be like, hmm, fair. But it's not. Kind of <laughs> like the concept behind it. If you apply that to humans, like the way they treat human, like the way they treat cat, that's how mm. they think about like people who reject them. Mm. who set up boundaries they you know it's pretty mess up just yeah it is but also one thing very important is that it really depends on that individual how they how they view cats mm. how they perceive and how they put cats on like the hierarchy if there is one in the first place because oh, yeah. to us we might view cats humans on the same field mm. right but maybe some people view cats as pets yes and when you want to put pets yes. there's like that hierarchy to it yeah. You own the pet. Okay. Or, yes. you, or you care for the pet. As in like, you are responsible for the cat. 
So or the pet, yeah, that's not the other why, way around. That's why they kind of like, oh my god, like this cat, I feed you, like I I give you a place you stay. I'm so nice to you, but you're not giving back. As in, like, how dare you as a pet? Mm. But you know, it's the same way when parents say stuff like that. Oh shit! Yeah. So you get what I mean. Oof. Like now, if you put it that way, it's basically the same thing. When people see human as pets, when people see pets as humans. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because some yeah. parents you know do parents see, say stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, some parents or why are you so ungrateful? I feed you, I give you, I pay for your school. Like why yeah. are you so ungrateful? Would you say that's Asian parents or parents in general? Just parents in general, but I I feel like it's quite often among Asian parents. It's more uh widespread, right? Like in, in mm. Asian parents, because I feel mm, like it's yeah. very common. Like among all among so many of my friends, yeah, we all have like very similar experiences where parents are just like. They own you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're yeah. their product. Technically, we are. We yeah. are their product. We came from, you know. But at the same <laughs> time, it's just how, like, Asians, we kind of have that concept that we are not individuals. We're always in a group. Collective. That, yeah, exactly. And I hate that, actually. I'm yeah, not going to lie. I, yeah. But at the same time, that's good and bad. Like, potentially, you know, based on that, we would probably perform a bit better in group work projects and we tend to be like able to empathize with people because we consider ourselves as a group reputation counting okay but it's mm. a really long story it's much bigger oh it's it's a whole new topic to discuss in itself i think like Mm. if we were to talk about asian parenting something that i've been so passionately (laughs) um Asian parents. Yeah, something which holds so close to your heart. Uh, to mm. your home. Ugh, I can't even English. Something that hits so close to yeah, home. Yeah. We can talk about it for hours easily. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't open that can of worms <laughs> <Oof>. today. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, cats. Oh my god, we were talking about cats, and then we just jumped to Asian, Asian parents. parents. Yeah. See, everything's linked. Everything's linked. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of explains why my parents don't like cats. Now I think about it. Because it makes sense. You know, Asian parents, they can't take no. It okay. really makes sense. Or they can't take like... Um, There's no providing. boundaries. Why are you closing your door, you know? Yeah. So it would make sense why they like dogs better than cats. Yeah, like, hey, I'm providing for you. Why aren't yeah, you like, yeah. you know... They like... want the same thing, yeah. yeah. Funny thing is that I reckon my parents, they're not fans of pets in general. Like, they don't hate pets. Don't get me wrong. They don't hate animals. Because they're, they're just like, we already have kids. Why pets. we want pets? That is a good point. We have human pets. I am the pet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have human pets. Why I need a dog or cat? Yeah. I, I, they probably feel My like, dog can poop by herself. They probably feel like, oh, I already have like a couple of pets at home or already <laughs> left home. And they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't provide what I need back. Why do I need to yeah. get another pet for that? Yeah. See, people, you know, people treat pets like humans. They treat humans like pets. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not necessarily parents, though. But yeah, yeah, that's fair enough, though. Just in general. Does that make sense? Ooh. Do you still want to continue this? Or you want to stop? Up to you. You're the boss. Oh, man. 